You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Colin Horton. I'm an award-winning surveyor, part-time property investor and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking the personal questions and ultimately getting candid. Hi guys and welcome to today's episode of Candid. Now today I've got one of the nicest guys in property. Um, someone that nice he probably doesn't know it, but I do generally really look up to him and what he does behind the scenes. Um, he's in a very tough industry and he deals with it very well and great rep. And I'm very intrigued to find out about the inner workings of the recruitment world uh, in property. So without further ado, I have the lovely Michael Sims. Do you want to introduce yourself, mate? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Michael Sims from Jackson Sims Recruitment, one half of Jackson Sims. <laughs> My business partner, <laughs> Stuart Jackson, funny enough. Um, yeah, him and I formed this five years ago. Nice. How's it been? Yeah, good, mate. I mean, like any business, when you start, say, so we work, me and Stuart work for a, a big corporate firm, um, and I you know, decided to go traveling for, for six months, and, uh, no, and Stuart just coincidentally ended up in Thailand when I was traveling because his oh, really? girlfriend and his wife, sorry, got a job out there. Uh, so we was uh, chatting away and uh, we met a guy who did recruitment remotely. He was like, why don't you guys set up? I was meant to go back to my other firm, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, oh mate, I'm traveling, I'm traveling. And he said, you know what? I'll do all the hard work for you. You go traveling, I'll set it all up. Then when you're ready, tell me. And yeah, the rest is history really. And then Stuart and I took off, say, around April 2018. Yeah, you set up a month after I set up. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, a month after. I think, I think that's why I was just kind of, you always kind of watch similar companies yeah, like, yeah, kind of at the same time. So recruitment, um, I've got a few friends that do many IT recruitment yeah. and I know how hard it can be. And property is a funny old industry, especially what we do. Yes. How is the market at the moment? It, honestly, mate, it's absolutely crazy. I could do... 13, 14 hour days and still be busy really? at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's 16 of us now. Is there? Um, yeah, 16 of us now. So Stuart and I said, mentioned it five years ago, 16 now, and we don't just do property management now. Where we banded. Please so, do surveying, mate. Well, we just started surveying. We did touch on surveying, but because we're so busy doing property management, it's hard to specialise. So you'll be pleased to hear we've got a team or someone now coming in who's going to be an exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. No, he's going to be doing that. He does commercial management, yeah. and he's going to grow a team underneath that does building surveying as well. So you'll be pleased man. to hear. Yeah. So the market, which one? So hard. It's a nightmare. Like we, yeah. we have struggled so much. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed, I, my background was property management, kind of moulding into asset management and I remember the salaries at the start of what property managers were getting back. This one only probably been 2017, 2018. Yeah. 
they have changed, haven't they? Rightly so. Yeah, think, needed makes they, a tough job. They have changed, haven't they? I think property managers' salaries have changed mostly just to keep people in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough job, right? I mean, I quit property management. I did it for 10 years. Did you? Yeah, 10 years, um, block manager, and I quit without a job. So really? I spent three months sitting on a sofa, getting fat, watching... Well, it wasn't Netflix back then, whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, that was a film blockbuster, DVDs probably. Um, and yeah, so back then, when I, my first job was a property manager, I think I was on 24 grand. Really? Whereas now... What's like to start in? Well, for a start, well, you know... Someone, someone that's got a couple of years experience. A couple of years experience, probably looking these days in London, 35 to 40. Is it? Um, IRP qualified a bit more, senior PMs on 55. One of the senior PMs I know and placed in a role is on 75. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, the salaries have gone up, but it's a complaints industry, right? It's a tough job. You're dealing with people. Don't get praised, do you? Don't get praised. You've got to remember, these is someone's home, right? Mm. Someone's biggest investment probably in their whole life you're ever going to make, apart from your car, what you're going to buy, your house, your flat. So it's going to be personal to them. So when you're picking up the phone, there's something going wrong, and they're screaming at you. <laughs> You've got to be thick skin, that's for sure. How do you, because obviously it's a very um, small world, the property management world, as yep. we both know, like everyone knows each other. Yeah. And... I've always wondered how you how you navigate this because obviously you're gonna have a lot of candidates, obviously mm -hmm. and obviously a lot of clients. Yeah. And like the candidates they all switch around, don't they? they all yep. come. How do you how, how do you do how do you manage those relationships, especially mainly with the clients, really? Uh, yeah, so we do have agreements in place yep. with some clients as part of the, the uh, terms that we have with them that we obviously will not approach their staff. Yeah. Things like that, which is fair enough. You know, they're giving us thousands of pounds for yeah. work. I mean, there are some people out there who will literally take staff, replace them, take staff, replace them. They'll place them for six months, pull them out, replace them again. They're all rascals. I know, I know, cheeky, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, ethical recruitment is a big thing, actually. A big thing. Um, we've got to be careful. Us and a couple of others that we work closely with um, and talk to regularly, do have problems. I mean, there are some that will literally just get a CV, press a button, boom, it's so everywhere. You, so you, because I, I, I count you guys as probably arguably the biggest one in, in the sector these days. Probably up there, of, yeah, um, top two, I would say, yeah. Are you friends, won't say other names, but are you friends with the other yeah, 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 get on? Yeah, two of them, definitely. Um, we chat to regularly. I mean, I'm I, trying I, to think of the other ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's a couple we are friendly with, say we text and catch yeah. up and bounce ideas off each other. And also we've got a blacklist. Of no. candidates not to work with. Oh, really? Um, oh, right, yes, that brings, <laughs> that brings me on to my next question, actually. So, it's a two-pronged question. So, when you're speaking to someone on mm -hmm. the phone, I'm guessing you get a feel straight away, it's like, fuck me, they're red hot. Like, yeah, I, I mean... place them, or do you sometimes think, he's a fucking dickhead? Mate, absolutely. So, there's a guy, actually, this morning on a train here I was speaking to, he, straight away, he knew he was a good candidate, had to get him out. He's got five offers. Just pick. So I had to go through. I said, look, salaries are there about the same. He's just got to pick what he wants his future to be, what direction he wants to go down. So when you get a good candidate, you know straight away, especially if they're going to view exclusively, you know, I'm going to get an offer in. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed um, if you're a hot candidate. But then you get the other side of the spectrum. It's a difficult one because you get these people on the phone and they're looking for a job, but they've had three or four jobs in the last year. You've heard bad stories. There's lots of bad stories, unfortunately. Will you try and... Because I was, I was chatting the other day about how I always find it fascinating how girls like bad boys, and it's because girls want to change <laughs> bad boys. They, yeah. they always feel like they can change them. Will you, if you say you have someone that has a bit of a, maybe being tarnished by a reputation previously, is there a part of you that kind of wants sometimes, to Sometimes, it, it depends what they've done, to be yeah. honest, because there's sometimes financial implications that they've been involved in. Yeah, and obviously we don't want our reputation going with that. If someone's been doing dodgy things in a business and I know about it and I place them somewhere else and it comes back on me, yeah, I then imagine. I can be in trouble, right? 
Have you had any major success stories? Is there someone you look at and you think, fuck, I'm proud of them? But... Oh, absolutely, mate. I mean, I've actually, when people contact me and say, I'm, I'm looking to get into the industry, I say, look, I can't actually help you because they pay us for experienced candidates, yeah. right? But I'll then say, look, here's the companies you should contact. How about you go and contact them? I actually help someone write their CV. And he's got a job, I think he went to one of the big agents in London in the city. Um, and he's now a senior PM, he's like five years into the job. Nice. So things like that, and they do remember you, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and they come back and they say, oh, Michael, appreciate that. I'm gonna look for a new job, so you got me in the industry. Uh, where can I go next? Because we're not all, not just recruiters, we guide them, right? Uh, what's exactly, next? Yeah. That will kind of makes you guys different from, I guess it's hard to differentiate from other firms. So yeah, what, what I mean, makes well, you guys different? To... What makes us different? I mean, it's a few things. I mean, for example, most of us have worked within the property industry. Uh, myself, Stuart, um, the latest hire we've got, she's doing AST lettings for us, and she nice. was a AST property manager. I guess that's popping um, up at the moment, isn't it? the AST world. That's a big, big market. Um, so yeah, I mean, also we have no KPIs. We do not have KPIs, really? no. Which, as you can imagine, a sales job is rare. Um, most recruiters, including me in my old job, you literally have a KPIs. You've got to make certain phone calls. You've got to send certain amount of CVs out, certain amount of interviews. But what that results in, I've heard stories like um, if you're a new recruiter, you're sitting in there, your boss is standing above you going, who are you on the phone to now? How are you making me money? I don't know. I dabbled with him recruitment straight, yeah, out, straight out of uni. You know what it's like? It's a lot of no pressure. I idea what I was expecting. It's a I lot of pressure. For big money, and I was shit. <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone says, oh, you know, you come in, you've got 100 grand, da da da. But it is hard work. You know, people want it's a long hours, people have got to talk to you before work, after work. You know, you've got to make yourself available. Um, we also do um, temp recruitment as well. So we've got a temp business, which uh, James runs for us, and that is a different kettle of fish. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Stuart always said we wouldn't get involved in that because it's bloody hard work, basically. Um, you know, they're all since Grenfell, like the Waking Watch and stuff. Well, yeah, like Waking that. Watch, Concierge. For example, I've been putting a night out with James, and you know, we're in a cab home at midnight. Um, about 4 a.m. And he'll get a call. <laughs> he'll get a call. So, oh, the concierge hasn't turned up. I need someone here in 10 minutes. And their job is to find someone to get to that site in like within yeah within the hour basically. So you've got to be on call 24/7. And it's stressful, different mate. world, mate. Different world. So not something I ever wanted to do. So thank goodness you found James and he's built a little team of four or five underneath him. Um, yeah, they're doing a temp recruitment desk for for us there. Sounds like grand, mate. It sounds like well, yeah, it's... we we got a build to rent. We're nice. doing now student accommodation, nice, um, which is good. Um, if you want to start, do you stay agents yet? We don't do estate agents, um, and we're not looking to anytime oh. soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, again, it's a different world, salesman trying to sell salesman. Yeah, I it's, can um, imagine. It's tough. I mean, recruitment in general is pretty tough when you talk about sales, because you think, as you're, you've done sales, right? If I'm trying to sell you this bottle of water, this bottle of water is fantastic, and you agree to it, oh yeah, I have 10 on Monday, that's going to be there on Monday. Yeah. If I'm trying to sell you a person, I agree to join you on Monday, they could change their mind. Yeah. Sunday night. Have you had that a lot? Constantly. Like every day you have interviews, people not turning up. Um, we, it's a joke within the industry, you always say, if you're going for an interview, be ready, someone in your family's gonna die. It's a bit of a joke. <laughs> it's 80% more likely to die because the amount of times you get a phone call, an excuse, or a text, oh, I can't make that interview, someone's died. Oh, I can't start Monday, someone died. I won the other day, we checked with them in the morning for an 11 a.m. interview. Three minutes to 11, text me, someone's just died. You can't even query it, can you? you can't well, we that. had one the other day. They were meant to start on the Monday. <laughs> and um, they didn't turn up. And they said, I'm so sorry, my, um, I went to said family member. My family member's died. And it turns out, I made a quick phone call. That particular family member died five years ago. Oh, Schoolboy. So, it's, school it's absolute <laughs> madness. Like, people use a family. I'd rather just be honest, right? Be transparent. We don't care. Just tell us. But using a, yeah, all sorts of excuses, as you can imagine. But yeah. it's just hard, mate, because I say people are hard to sell. 
Yeah. Any products hard to sell, right? Let alone a person. And the good ones just go anyway, won't they? they have to good ones go, they're in high demand. And also the biggest issue in the industry at the moment is counter offers. Because the market's you know, so hard to find. I mean, I actually had one, I got him a 18 grand, 15 grand pay rise to go and join a developer. Within 48 hours, he's a um, company giving him 20 grand pay rise. I saw some stat about counter offers and like still the, the, the amount of people quit after a counter offer have been like. It's something like 70% of people after six months will quit still because at the end of the day, you're looking for a reason. Yeah. You're not happy. So people, a, pro, a proactive pay rise is worth so much more. It could be half what you get on the reactive pay rise, but it's worth so much more. I was speaking it? to a lady the other day um, and she's on mid 30s or something, she's been at a company for eight years. But it's people coming in who've had two years' experience who are way more than her because they're new employees. When they're taking the mickey out of her a bit, they're not giving her pay rises every year. But if she left, she'd go and get 50 grand. And that's why people are moving. Yeah. Because the companies are not looking after them. Have you found it with, because I'm very much aware that I've actually kept my finger on the pulse of the prop man world and it's getting very much institutionalized now with some big boy players coming in, pretty much buying every single thing. We've got a big problem at the moment. I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. You've got the big players who are buying everyone, basically. Yeah. Everyone's up for sale, I guess. Everyone's got their price. But the problem is, you know, also for, if you're a flat director, you're managed by one, you move to, I've known it, they've moved to another, and that company's been bought out by that same company they got rid of. But also, the good thing about it is there are smaller agents popping up. You know, we hear some great success stories, and I know you and I both work with some of these companies. Um, but again, there's no doubt they'll probably get some nice big offers from these big boys, yeah. they'll sell out, and maybe we'll have to wait for another one to pop up. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing yet. I have to say there's three or four big ones at the moment who I know already there's talk to them buying others. I mean, it's not good for us when we don't work with them, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, have you, got some, <laughs> have you got some targets that you want? Is there some companies you're kind of like... I mean, if in the property management world, I think we're pretty covered. We do nationwide, all the big cities. We do little pockets as well. Um, we have some great success down in Devon and Plymouth recently. Oh, really? so, yeah, we cover nationwide. But in the um, other markets, as I mentioned, do commercial management, build to rent, student. It's still reasonably early days for us. Um, I say my background is blocking estate management. I did it at my last firm. Been doing it for, I don't know, worked in it for 15 odd years as well, in total with recruitment and uh, block management experience. So the student side, the build to rent side, commercial, obviously we are knocking on the doors, doing well, doing well. We've got lots of new clients. Um, you know, it's just, we want to be, like we are in property management. If someone's looking for a property manager and they call us up. Yeah. Like we're going to be the first port of call. Oh, Michael, I need this. I have one this morning. Um, please can you help me in a PM? Whereas in student, you know, we're probably right, okay, we might have one or two, but we want to be that, that's our next step, really. We want these big build to rent, these big student accommodation operators to be calling us, saying, oh, Michael, I need a this. A lot of that's like up north, isn't it? Yeah. Manchester's a big base. Manchester, although London is becoming bigger and bigger, especially for the build to rent market. Yeah, I saw, I'll probably introduce you to him, actually, but uh, when I, got, I was chatting to a guy, I met at a networking event, and it's like Leeds is bonkers at the moment. Yorkshire, yeah. Yorkshire, is Ma Leeds especially, that's great. Both York, Leeds and Sheffield. You know, big university towns. Good town, good Student unis accommodation well, yeah. is massive. It's student accommodation, not like you and I probably think about it, it's luxury. Mine was shit, mate. Mate, honestly, they have bars on the roof, gyms, swimming really? pools. It's all about the community these days. You get people come in as a community manager, so they want to grow really? the community, yeah, and the fees these people are paying. Do you see a lot of jobs? I mean, oh, gosh, you can't be answer this, but <laughs> a lot of jobs are just a bit like, pointless but they're just kind of there that people have yeah yeah i mean the fluffy stuff right yeah <laughs> we got a candidate yesterday actually and one of my colleagues asked me what can i do with this person i said oh you know a managing agent wouldn't look at them but maybe a developer build to rent yeah. something like that you know it's um, a community type role which is important but there are a few other jobs where you think 
They're really paying 50 grand for someone to do that. I mean, that could be someone's part-time role. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it on, but I mean... Like... Yeah, I'll find someone 50 <laughs> yeah. grand for that, no problem. <laughs> so what's your, like, plans, like, obviously, because you guys have grown... I think you've grown in the right pace as well, because you haven't got a lot... I think there's that urge we all have yes, to grow really fucking quickly. Yep. And then it can go absolutely fucking tits up in the market. Like, what's, yeah. what's your what's your plan? Do you find it hard as a partner? Like you always aligned? No, we're not always aligned, which is good. We're both very different, actually. We are very different. Yeah. Um, I'm the cool one, uh, as you know. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it is. You don't want to yes to each other all the time because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, you have some silly ideas. We both yeah. do. So you got to have someone who can question you and say no, right? Um, but I guess the plans are to keep growing. I mean. We are very lucky that a lot of people contact us asking to work for us. I mean, we offer a lot of flexibility, for example. Yeah, yeah. what's um, your kind of... So, I mean, we don't, have, you know, it's not a nine to six, whatever, you've worked hours. If you're doing your job, you work whatever hours you want. Um, you can work wherever you want as well. I mean, oh, really? for example, one of our, one of our um, staff, he's decided to do a summer in Portugal, which we supported, you know, she's out there for six months doing that. She's got a phone, she's got a laptop. Okay, she can't do a meeting face-to-face, we'll cover that for her for now, so you can do Teams or whatever. But yeah, we're flexible, mate. You know, that's why we are able to have people living in Manchester, Milton Keynes, South Coast, Essex, because we don't have a office overhead. We meet regularly in a shared office as a team and as groups. We have different teams. We meet very regularly. But you know, and that, and that works well. Works well. In, most of our clients will want us to go and see them. Yeah. They don't want to come to our office, they're it's, busy. It's a bit ego. I find office is an ego, I find a lot of time. It's I definitely think. a big overhead. Yeah. We've looked into it. Especially London. Yeah, we've looked like, obviously we've got one in Essex, but it's ego. I closed my one out of Hortons because I was like, I just, I just like driving past it, seeing my name, but it's, <laughs> it's You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I know about great ego, but yeah. I interrupted you, mate, because you were saying kind of what the dream is kind of for you. Yeah, guys. no, sorry. So I guess... Um, that's that's my fault, mate. I Don't worry, don't worry. Uh, yeah, so again, the, the whole build to rent a commercial and surveillance side is what we're growing in at the moment. We also would love to, I'm talking probably five years' time, maybe, maybe soon, ideally, target the Asian market. Ooh. So Why? Stuart is based, he, he does a lot of work over in Singapore. Does he? Yeah. does work in Singapore, so the Asian market is big. Big and my old firm used to work in it as well, so we know how big it can be. What in what um, regard? Talk me through it. Property again, everything property. You go out to Asia, mate. Property is being developed everywhere from Singapore, Hong Kong, really? um, and Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, you know, well, I love Dubai. Dubai well, I, there you go. Yeah. And you, Dubai recruitment itself is massive on its own, yeah. So to diversify and go abroad, grow elsewhere would be massive for us, and also, you know, again, diverse into other incomes, maybe venture into real estate ourselves some kind of we actually have invested in a build to rent building um, not massively only a small one um, yeah up in Hertfordshire we're looking at the moment we just oh, nice. you know, invested in that we've invested in some hotel development as well so we've got our fingers in a few different pies oh, but nice. maybe that- going a bit bigger in a real estate thing and you know developing something small to start with. <laughs> You're no brainer, mate, doing what you're doing, especially connections. That's the thing, isn't it? We've got the connections and so on. 
Yeah, maybe. That maybe, maybe. I haven't run it past Stuart yet. <laughs> no, he's battered to start now. No, sorry, Stuart. <laughs> What's your, like, I like to know what people's like dreams are, like outside of work. Like, I'm guessing, I don't know, you're maybe you're one of these, but one day you'll sell the firm X amount of money. Maybe. Sell off in the height, you know, or what, is, what, what's your drive, what is it? What drives you? What, why do you do this? Well, look, mate, I've got to do recruitment for money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sales role. Um, and we would consider selling maybe, but not for a good few years. Yeah. It's our baby. And you know, again, you know what it's like. It's yours. You want to grow it as much as you possibly can. I'm not thinking about it now, but it may get a stage in 10 years where I think, I've had enough of this recruitment. Or yeah. AI takes over. And it's all over. Yeah, I can take our recruitment. Maybe not, because it's a bit more personal. Have you seen those deep fakes? No. So it's basically like they can get a video of it'd be you. It would look like. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. There's a dating show on Netflix, right? Where the couples go on and they get shown footage of either their partner or it's deep fake in with these other girls' boys. <laughs> and they've got to work out if it's real or not. It's fucking brutal. It's fucking incredible, though, like the technology. Yeah, I mean, the, I just can't see how it takes over recruitment. I think you need people. The personal side of things, mm. I don't think you can. And we have to go to these networking events. It's a great way to meet people, as, as you know. I see you at every networking event and so on. So every one we can get to where well, you can't send an AI. Well, I guess you could send an AI robot one day, but who knows the kind of conversation they would have. Um, hopefully not, mate. I'm hoping recruitment. I think you'll be all right. It'd be okay. We're lucky in the industry we're in as well. I mean, look, when COVID hit, right? The property management side of things, especially like on-site staff, they're still needed. Property managers are still needed. So I know people who did lots of recruitment and really struggled, had to close for three or four months where we were still in high demand. Property managers got busier. So it's kind of, I hope anyway, recession-proof property management, as we can see out this window here. You know, oh, build, buildings built, being built left, right and centre. Yeah, I think you'll, you'll always, I generally think you whatever happens, you're always going to be needed. There's never not going to be a need for you guys. Hopefully, mate, hopefully. Especially where I think the respect that property managers actually do deserve because they do get a lot of, like we said they get a lot of effing abuse from people I get a lot of stick mate I get a lot of stick and it's um, get worse and worse I think it's only ever going to get worse because people especially since COVID as well they they think they're more clever I should say I'm going to yeah. say they're, they're more intelligent but when they're at home they're doing nothing they're actually reading their lease which they've probably mm. never done before and they start thinking they know Landlord Tenant Act etc etc so questioning the property manager you say you should do your job was that they know that IRPM qualified, but they know how to do that job. I mean, I do feel bad for these property managers. And again, since Grenfell, this new Building Safety Act that seems to be changing monthly. I mean, you probably you know more about it than I do, but you know, so, so that's a different story for another time. But mate, building safety now, I, you know, I'm glad I'm not a property manager at this moment in time. That's they need more, there, they mate, need more yeah. support. Property managers need more support, more training. You, what, what, would, what would you do? What would you, what? My biggest issue at the moment is, is, is the lack of property managers in the industry because certain firms, probably the bigger ones, I spoke to someone the other day, he's managing 90 blocks. How can you manage 90 blocks? 90 blocks. Yeah, so let's just say, if, let's just say they're all RTMs or RMCs or whatever, he's got to do more than AGM a week, he's got to do 90 budgets, 90 health and safeties. And then, but there's youngsters that come in, 19, 20, come in, as a portfolio manager, 40 blocks, done. I'm like, well, and then that scares them off the industry. So oh. after a year, the amount of people we speak to, as you can imagine, Oh, yeah. Do you want to be a property manager? No, I'm done with that. Never again. Because they're managing 40 blocks, it scares them. What's the, like, the optimal? I think the average in London now is about 8 to 10. That seems doable. But again, the is clients that, are different, aren't they? Clients are different. When I first started, it was done a management fee. You manage a third of your management fee. Now, so, so yeah, so yeah, sorry, my salary would be a third of my management fee. Yeah. And I'd work it out, it'd be about, I don't know, 120 to 150 grand, and you'll get your salary would depend on that. 
Ah. Whereas now it's done, mate, it's so sporadic. It's done on units. It's done on how hard the directors are, the RMC. It's just, it's just mad. That doesn't seem to be a set way. Maybe that should be something the IRPM should look at and armor. Are they quite, do you work with RPM? Do you get involved with that kind of stuff? They, they in my opinion, they should come to the recruiters because you're the guys that are on the ground talking to all the bloody. We have spoke to armor previously and we have suggested a couple of bits um, and we would like to work with them more. To be honest, especially to say we speak to property managers probably more than most, yeah. and the issues they face. So yeah, we would like to. We would like to, um, but that's going to be the hard part with different candidates. They're getting scared off. They don't want to be a property manager. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, and <laughs> the salaries moment, go up, then business doesn't necessarily become feasible for the property. That's, again, that's why it. salaries have gone up because these property managers are leaving. The only way to get them to stay in the industry is I have some more money. Yeah, it's got to be another way to keep them in the industry. What that is, I don't know. Training probably, less sites to deal with. You know, it's got to be something. Um, like we've had, um, like even like, well, should we get involved with the building span side of things when we go to like my major works and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And John, my business partner, he's one of the nicest chaps in the world. And like, you no, know, I wouldn't say boo to a goose, but <laughs> he got to, he went to go to a, a meet with the resident association, and like, they squared up to him. Yeah, mate. I was like, yeah, like, fuck that. One of my first, when I first became property manager, one of my first AGMs by myself, I got squared up to in a meeting because. I couldn't find half half the leases were a bit dodgy. Someone had bought them and they always went paying a service charge. So all the grass was overgrown, all they were paying for it was insurance and electricity. That's all I could pay for. The whole place was a mess. And it's not my fault. I've just yeah. come in as a property manager. The debt collectors are on trying to find this guy who's bought half the properties. And of course, he put, again, I said to you at the start, that's their biggest investment. They've just, this couple have just bought this 300 grand flat in West London and the grass is up here. And that's obviously that's growing up to me. I'm a 20 year old lad. Yeah. Going, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not my fault. But again, you've got to protect these people because you do hear some horror stories. I was speaking to someone the other day, an estate manager, and he has got a knife pulled out on him by um, a resident. Did he? Yeah. Um, and he's like, what can I do? And then the resident was starting filming it and it all, yeah. So what can you do? These people need to be protected. Yeah, fuck that, mate. These it's people are just a, no, it's just, about poor property managers. Yeah, mate, you could easily, you could easily. I mean, so, I could tell you a few stories. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got any stories? I'd like to hear funny um, stories about what's going on. Mate, life. I mean, we get some, as I told you about selling people's tough, um, and anyway, you could play someone in a job, and all it takes is something to go wrong. I mean, I don't know if I should tell this story, but sorry, it, why not? I mean, for example, we placed a, a candidate with a nice freeholder, lovely role. We were looking for a while, got her this job. Um, went on the Monday, caught out of a Monday night, had to get on art, loved it, really, really good. Tuesday morning, a company contacted me, she ain't turned up. Oh, I spoke to her last night, so it was unbelievable. Didn't hear from her a few days. Like, right, we're gonna need to contact her, um, emergency contacts, didn't get hold of her. And I went to a networking event the next week and um, they went, oh, Michael, did you hear about this person we got in the office? I was like, what do you mean? They told me their name, which I won't, will not disclose. Um, and I was like, no way, what happened? And they went, oh, they trod shit through the office. I was like, you what? Sorry, poo through the office. Um, and I like, you what? Yeah, all of a sudden they come out of the toilet and there's footprints of poo through the office leading human poo. human poo to her desk. I mean, how this happens, I don't know. So obviously- do I know this I'll tell you after. Um, oh. Obviously, she's seen this has happened. Everyone in the office knows it's her and she's embarrassed to, You'd have to quit. go back to work. So one day she lasted, and again, as in recruitment, I'm trying to sell you a person, anything can happen. And that fee's gone for me, done. So I could put in months and months of work. Sometimes it takes years to work. What did she do? I don't know what she done. I mean, maybe she was sitting on a toilet, maybe she was talking to someone else's, I don't know. I've thought about it many times. 
I've tried different I'm positions on the toilet. I'm thinking about now, and I don't understand. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I, it happened. I think I'd quit as well. It happened. I think I'd quit as well. Again, I mean, that's probably took me three months to fill that role, and all that dog, work's gone. You'd have to say dog poo, but... You'd have to say something. You'd have to say something. It's a big thing in recruitment. People don't realise it can take months and years. I got my first role on of a company last week. It's taken me five years. It's getting me for five years. I was speaking to people eight years, and I finally get them a job eight years later when I first spoke to so them. So you go in, were you pitch the client, or were you that pitch the candidate when you pitch? Is that your, is that your standard pitch? Or uh, it's, it varies. It varies. Um, we got lucky with his client. I did know the guy actually from a networking event, and I previously mm. got him a job about six years ago. It turns out he's moved his new company I've been trying to get in with. Really? So because of the networking and just knowing his industry, managed to get in there. But yeah, it's, there's all different ways to try and get one in. Of my, um, one of my friends, he's got a state agent, quite a successful state agency in Essex. Uh, got 50 odd staff. I say quiet, they've done really well. <laughs> but he only does video applications for CVs now. Oh, really? He does not accept anyone that will not. <sighs> submit a video application because he's like if they're not prepared to go on camera they're not, they're, not, they're, not ready, they're not ready to work here it's very dependent you know um, we're, again when COVID hit yeah. everyone was doing Teams Zoom whatever it may be but again I had a call on the way up here he was like look I really like this guy but I do not offer someone a job unless they meet you in person but the first stage I do understand why you want to send the video we do have it we have clients that want that and that's fine and again if they don't want to do it that's not the right company for them Yeah, that's what you got to say okay we'll move on We've got another company, another role. Yeah, but I do understand it because I want to see how a person presents themselves yeah. and so on. Because I'm receptive to it. Like you probably get the same when you're LinkedIn. I get loads of random messages come through. <laughs> the other day, someone sent me one that was personalised video to me, and I was yeah. like, "Wow!" Generally, quite receptive <laughs> to that. And they were trying to pitch a service, but because it was like, "Oh, hi, Colin, like, lovely speaking yeah, yeah. you," but I don't know what. I'll, I'll give that guy a shot. Give him a time of day. Because it's like, I don't know, there's something about that. I don't know, I don't know maybe it's just me. Well, the I problem like, is, yeah. it's not a bad idea. Maybe you like it, but some people might find it a bit creepy. <laughs> Depending on what well, you're I saying. A bit, a bit, well, I'm a bit creepy. Well, if I receive one from you, I'll be a bit worried. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. LinkedIn have got a few new features like that. Um, but yeah, I, I do think video, I think an interview pro process, video at the start, teams, first stage, meeting in person, see the office, do the travel to the office is a good way. Two stage interviews, probably. Perfect. Yeah, because I'm I'm guilty of hiring people based on if I go to the pub with them. That's always been the mistake well, that I've made a lot. I like I, them. One of the things that we when we recruit is look, we've made mistakes. Yeah. Who doesn't? Is you know it's culture. It's a culture for us. You've got to be you know one same as us. But not the same as us, but you know get on with us. Um, culture is so important in a business. If you get someone in and they just don't fit, you, they stick out like a sore thumb, don't they? And you just know. Uh, we have made that mistake and hopefully we won't do it again. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Because sometimes, like, I look around our office the other day, everyone looks the fucking same. Like, <laughs> well, you're in Essex, mate. Yeah, we've got blue eyes. It's really weird. We've got like, 14 of us, they've all got blue eyes. It's really weird. Are you trying to like, mix it up or something? You're not always hiring someone that's like you. And it's yeah. like. Like you said, because you get on with them. You go and meet them for an interview, you go in a pub, have a beer. Yeah, oh, I like you. Yeah, I could work with you. Yeah, and it's like, usually it's easy, a good judge of character, but sometimes we've. When we hired one chat, we, we tried to launch a fire company. Um, and we hired this guy, lovely bloke, top bloke. Um, but on 93 days, he decided to quit because he inherited loads of money. Okay, 93 days, <laughs> after, three days after our recruitment. 
I'm on the edge now. I was like, mate, there must be something you can do here, mate. Three days. He's like, I can't. Sorry, mate. Like, there must be something. Like, even like free, a free yeah. candidate. Yeah. Nothing. I was like, you're fucking. Tell you what, mate, use us. We'll give you 94 days. Nice. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Just yeah, for that future. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to do spam stuff, mate. I think it's, it needs um, this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who the go to person is for bloody surveying recruitment. That is the thing. I mean, it is a tough market, and I think that's why we're stepping into it. Uh, someone needs to come in. And I said, because I'm too busy doing it, we've had to hire someone specifically for that. I can't be an expert in so many fields, can I? Yeah. I can't be in one field. Really. I mean, I'll share the shit out of it, man, because we need it. It's, <laughs> honestly, it's a night, but people just don't want to move. And survivors are a bit weird anyway at the best of time. This is true, mate. This is true. We're a weird bunch. But um, a <laughs> couple, couple more questions, mate, and then I'll let you go and Appreciate recruit it. some people. Um, <laughs> first one. Yeah. What's your favourite bag of crisps? I ask everyone. This question. I'll tell you what, whenever I go on holiday and I come off the plane, especially after a big old holiday, I come off the plane, go straight to WH Smith and I get pickled onion monster munch. Oh, nice. Straight away. Nice I just always do it, but my favourite day-to-day sort of vinegar, but pickled onion monster munch. Nice, Chris, mate. What do you reckon is the, I've had this answer six times in all the podcasts, it's the most popular bag of crisps. Oh God, it's got to be salty. It can't be really salty, can it? No, it's nice, no, nice. It's, no, it's, it's a bit more of a rogue flavour. Beef and onion. It's beef. <laughs> what Chris? McCoy. Yeah. Everyone fucking loves McCoy's. Nah, mate. It's Gagging for a sponsorship, mate, really. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Christmas, mate. But, um, and for the next year, what's the, what's the hopes and dreams, mate? Because you win every fucking award. Like, I'm guessing you go PMAs, win that. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there, mate. Next year is just about, I think, obviously, if the right opportunity comes, we'll grow. I think stability is important. We don't want to grow when we're not ready. Yeah. We don't want to go into these big markets, say we can do that, we can do this. I will serve it. Oh, Colin, I'll get you five surveyors by Monday when I can't. Yeah. We're not someone that's going to do that. We will not promise you when we cannot deliver. So I'll get you some really good clients on the span stuff. I know people are desperately hiring and can't hire. Once we just get that network going, we've got surveyors in our books, we're doing the networking events, I'll let you know. But stability and growth, if possible. Nice. <laughs> and PMAs, you're going up for recruitment? We're not going up for an award this year. We will be there. You went no. last year. Um, we don't tend to go for many awards. We like to um, sponsor. Do you mean I'm right? Do you mean? I swear you always win stuff. Well, we go. We're there, mate. We're presenting. Oh yeah, I swear that's what it is. We've all Minister always said we're never going to put ourselves up for an award. Did you? Yeah. Why? Man, we change. A lot of our staff are saying you got to nominate us. You got to nominate us. But we said from day one we're not going to. A lot of paperwork, mate. It's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> I'm still fucking reading for not winning the other day. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also, we don't want to put ourselves up and not win. You know, Same a bit of kicking and nuts. Honestly, I'm the worst. Like, it's fucking bullshit. Especially when someone you know is not as good as you wins but we'll always be there we'll sponsor we'll present awards maybe one day I'm not going to rule it out we'll put ourselves up but it'll be too easy to win mate yeah that's the problem I've got to give someone else a chance that is powerful that's powerful and (laughs) I want to leave you with one kind of closing statement because this type of stuff that I'll cut out like we'll cut out it's just the type of thing you've got one pitch Jackson Sims why do people want to work with you people should Oh God! People should work with us because you know we're the best. Simple as that. We've got the biggest network in the network uh, going. We've been doing it for the longest combination of over thirty years. And yeah, see you soon. Mike will be at the pro party. He's one of our sponsors. So um, look forward to having you there. Thank you as well, mate. Because you're one of the first ones to get in touch on that one. Appreciate it. So uh, any property managers are looking to move. State managers, build to rent, commercial managers, et cetera, et cetera, students. Actually, anyone in property, pretty much, apart apart from state agents. Yeah, apart from state agents. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Uh, But thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, tune in next week.